Happy New Year and welcome back to the As You Are podcast. We're so excited about a whole new year of podcast episodes. And as we're planning, we would absolutely love to hear from you. So please send us a message if you have anything you want to hear about this year. But today we're going to start talking about prayer. This is such an important and foundational part of our faith. And we're going to look at the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Hello. We're back after a long break. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's just a week, but it feels long to me. Yeah. Well, it's a new year, you know, it feels like a reset, which is exciting. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Happy 2024, everyone. I can't believe it's 2024. It's crazy. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited. Anna and I were just chatting about upcoming worship nights for the spring, and we're really excited about getting those announced and planned pretty soon here so stay tuned yeah and i'm sure that all the bible studies will start back up pretty soon i know that um everyone's kind of like making their way back into town but today we kind of wanted to start off the year similar to how we started last year we're going to talk a little bit about i guess vision casting for this year and and a little tiny bit of goal setting But mainly, we want to focus in on prayer. So we're going to talk a little bit about prayer today. But before we do that, um, Anna, I know, I remember last year, (laughs) you get so serious about your New Year's resolution. I know, I did. Like you don't like to make them and you don't like when Everett jokes about them not being real. Yes, it's very true. And <laughs> we did do like a whole episode on goals and resolutions and things last year. So you can easily scroll back to it because it's the first yeah, episode true. of 2023. Um, but I do, last year was the first year I was like, I'm going to set goals and I'm going to make them and I'm going to accomplish them and I did not but that is okay I was we were looking back over them the other day I mean I hadn't looked at my goals in I don't even know forever um but there were it's it was cool to see a few things that I was like oh now that's just like a habit like I just do that like in the morning when I wake up I read and then after I'm reading done reading I make a to-do list for the day and that was one of my goals from 2023 to like help me stay more organized and now that's just like a part of my rhythm which is kind of cool um so yeah there's some little things that I did accomplish and it's it's fun to realize like oh that started off as a goal and now it's just a habit and so in us talking about prayer for the year our hope is that like even if it's starting off as a goal to like be more prayerful or Um, to find more time to pray or whatever it is for you listening to this. Our hope is that by this time next year, we can look back and see how it's just become a part of our rhythm and a part of our pattern of life rather than something we're trying to reach for. Because ultimately, like we're always going to (laughs) be trying to establish a deeper prayer life. Like the Lord is so intimate and so much bigger than we could ever comprehend so I don't think we'll ever get to a place where we're like check I got it but hopefully we will be able to look back and and see how our lives have changed and our maybe our patterns have changed just by taking more time to be in prayer and in communion with the Lord right and I think it's easy to see prayer as either a to-do list or something that is like a one-sided conversation. It can feel that way if you don't, if you aren't really intentional. Mm -hmm. I think including scripture in prayer is one way to really 
like get to know God and make it about God. But if you think about it, a lot of us will set goals like going into this year about who we want to spend time with or like places we want to go more often or relationships that we want to see grow. And the way that you grow a relationship is by spending time with people. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same thing with prayer. It's just like the more time we spend with God, the more we get to know him, the more we get to see him work, the more we know what his voice sounds like. One of my small goals is to go for a one mile walk every morning. Hmm. And so the end of my street and back is one mile and it takes like 20 minutes Maybe it's because it's been so cold. Oh, my gosh. I'm freezing. (laughs) But I was thinking yesterday that I I think that's a really cool 20 minutes to set aside. I'm moving my feet, but I also want to, like, talk to God. And yesterday I prayed out loud, like a little kind of (laughs) whisper so no one thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) But, like, a kind of, like, out loud prayer walk. And it was actually really encouraging for me. It felt really great. So... Not to say that every one of your walks has to be that, but it's definitely an opportunity if you're walking by yourself or something to talk to God either out loud or in your head or whatever makes sense. I've also always loved prayer journaling and then going back and referencing kind of the different things that I've talked to God about and the ways that he's answered those prayers, whether they were exactly what I wanted the answer to be or different. So, um, Anna... I know that we want to start by reading the way that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Yeah. Before we do that, do you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I will open us in prayer. I'll open the prayer podcast about prayer with prayer. (laughs) Love that I was going to forget to do that. Okay. See, guys, this is all about learning as we go. Anyway, God, we love you so much, and we're looking forward to this new year. We just believe in your sovereignty, in your power, and in your love for us. And I just pray that as we walk into this year, that we would give our anxieties to you, that we would give our fears to you, that we would give our hopes and our dreams to you, and that we would learn to carve out special time to be with you this year through prayer and through scripture reading and Bible study and I just pray that this would be a year that we see our faith grow exponentially. So I just pray that you would bless this as you are community and that you would encourage and bolster each girl that is listening. Amen. Amen. I need to open my Bible. Hold on. While you're looking for the passage, if you guys followed along with us for the Beatitudes last year, um, And if you are in my Bible study and we did Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, 5, 6, and 7 together, this is the very middle of the Sermon on the Mount, the tail end of the Beatitudes. And so this is sort of, um, you know, Jesus has been talking for kind of a while. This is a a really important sermon of his, Mm -hmm. a really amazing sermon of his. And so I highly encourage you go read all five, six, and seven and listen to our series on the Beatitudes because I I really loved studying those last year. But this is Jesus saying to his disciples, hey, I know that culturally 
that prayer has looked like a bunch of different things. A lot of people would stand on the corners and recite prayers out loud. Sometimes people would like get on their knees and pray if it was more serious, like a more dire situation. People were like very demonstrative with their prayers and their prayers were very, very long culturally. And Jesus is saying, actually, I want to teach you how to pray together. And this is what it would look like. And if you grew up in church, you may have heard this prayer a lot. I was listening to a sermon this morning that encouraged me to think about the fact, like, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Don't let the fact that it's familiar take away from what Jesus is saying. Uh, The sermon I was listening to this morning talked about how he has a friend who lives by a train station. And when the train went by, he was like, whoa, what was that? And the family was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like they didn't even notice it because they were just so used to the train driving by. Um, So our prayer is that even if you've heard this prayer and maybe prayed this prayer in church or with your family hundreds of times, just praying for fresh eyes and fresh ears for us as we read through this. So anyways, Matthew 6, 5 through 15. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That was from the NIV. So I think the ESV says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Um, But this was the NIV version, if that even matters to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. And I was reading through a book that kind of dives into this a little bit deeper. And one thing that stood out to me when I read it the first time is the part where he says they have received their reward I think it's not anything to do with like a any type of actual reward, but it's like if you're seeking the reward of God's presence, you're not going to find it when you're looking for other people's approval. But if you really want to know God, seek him in private. And obviously that includes like in Bible studies and like kind of in this intimate setting that has nothing to do with impressing other people and he will reward you with being with you, which I think is really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's just break this prayer down step by step. I see five kind of categories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in church, sometimes we pray this prayer exactly because it's, it's really cool to speak Jesus's words. But I think also we can see it from a personal standpoint as like 
a, a format that we can follow in our own prayers, we can also like insert our own experience and our own feelings and like make it personal to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one of the five different little sections is this first part. It says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And that is glorifying God. I The sermon I was listening to this morning talked about adoring God, like coming first with adoration and just looking to God, knowing that he is powerful, but he also yeah. loves us. Um, also, the fact that he says our father in heaven, the it's... We're a part of his family. Yeah. Jesus calling God Father would have been really, like, people would have been like, wait, what? Father? We can call him Father? Mm. And so the fact that Jesus is saying that and also saying, this is how you should pray, Jesus is, yeah. is telling his disciples and telling us in that moment, like, you're a part of this family. And God is your Father. He's not just... um Tim Keller says he's not just a boss. Like, I think sometimes it's easy to look at our relationship with God as, like, transactional. And, like, I'll do these things and then you'll give me this. But that's a boss relationship. And God, who we're praying to, is a father relationship. Like, he loves us unconditionally. And because of that, we get to approach him and adore who he is and glorify God. So that first little bit. I love that. It's such a good perspective because a lot of times I think we pray about us. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't often start by focusing on God and adoring him. And so I think that's a good reminder going into this year if we're going to focus more on prayer to like focus on glorifying God. Also the fact that like the first – our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like – the first entire half of this prayer is is really like glorifying God and coming to him in admiration. Like the second part we're, yeah. we're about to talk about like submitting to God's will, but it's still starting yep. with like your kingdom and your will, not my kingdom or my will. Like it's right. And I think often in prayer, at least I know I come with this like laundry list of like, oh, these are all the things that are overwhelming me. But how often do I come and just like sit and adore God and like thank him for who he is? Right. So yeah, like sit there for a moment and adore him and glorify him and then acknowledge his kingdom, his perspective, his will and say, I submit to that. I I really ultimately, before I want anything, I just want your will, because I trust you. And so that's the number two is we submit to him. And that's obviously so hard, Mm -hmm. but I think in practicing that through prayer, it becomes easier because eventually as you get to know God, you really do trust him. You know that things will not work out perfectly all the time and that things will not work out maybe exactly how you even want them to, but that ultimately God is so good and so powerful over all of our circumstances that whatever his will is, is the best. And so you just begin to trust that and leave your hands open. But he does want to hear from us. 
we move to number three. So the next section, give us today our daily bread. So praying for provision. And I think mm-hmm. what's important about that too is it's not like give me a storehouse of bread for a month. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. daily bread. And yep. so the kind of also in thinking about that, it's like where you're coming to God daily asking like, Give, right. would you give me the strength I need for today? I think there's, maybe it's in, in the Sermon on the Mount, but a, another verse where he talks about do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Mm-hmm. I love that because I feel like Jesus is constantly reminding us like be in today, <laughs> be in this moment, be with me here because that like God is providing, he will provide for us daily, but today he's providing for today. Yeah, it, I think it's totally okay to ask God to provide for us. Like Jesus is saying, ask God to provide whatever you need. Like daily bread is sort of a stand in for what we need today. Yep. But yeah, it does say our daily bread, because if we walk with him in our need for him daily, that is when our relationship with him is thriving. Right. And so I think he just wants to show us that he will provide for us, but he wants us, just like we talked about in the Beatitudes, to ultimately acknowledge how much we need him, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that kind of perfectly segues into number four, confession. It says, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And the reason why I labeled that confession, because I think there's something really, really important and it links hands with that idea of acknowledging every day that we need him by confessing to him either that we need him or that we've fallen short or that we want to do better or that we, whatever it is, it, it doesn't have to be full of shame, but just simply going to him and trusting him with your shortcomings and saying, would you forgive me for these different ways that I didn't do my best today right because we need that mercy from him we also are called to forgive others Mm -hmm. it's like this whole moment right here in the middle of the prayer where we're acknowledging like we are so not perfect and so in need of god so is everyone and so just like we need your forgiveness we will give forgiveness and love to everyone because we love you god you know what i mean yeah And like with confession, because we're starting the prayer with our father, like acknowledging the fact that we're loved, it's easier to then come to God in confession because we know we're loved unconditionally. And so no matter what we're sharing, one, he already knows. And two, we're loved, like despite our sin, despite our shortcomings, like God loves you. And so it doesn't need to be scary to come and ask for forgiveness Um, and also there's something like really therapeutic about it. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. sometimes just saying something out loud helps. I don't know. I can't like, I agree because it's, it's easy to want to hide it and like keep it hidden away. And, but sometimes like literally speaking something out loud of like, I did this thing or I'm struggling with this thing helps bring it into the light and it help like it gives God space to work in our hearts when we're able to say, Hey, I did this. Would you forgive me? And then the last thing is protection. So the, the prayer ends with, and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. 
And that's praying that God would protect us as he guides and leads us through life. And we would be able to walk in his footsteps, walk with him. Yeah. And I think it's also asking for wisdom. Mm. I love that it says, you know, lead us not into temptation because we're, we're all susceptible to temptation, everybody. And that's kind of part of this whole prayer is acknowledging God, you're so good and I need you daily. (laughs) So will you please help me today to walk wisely in step with you? It's not like the longer you walk with him, you like kind of grow out of your need for him because you become more perfect. You become more perfectly relying on him. There's going to be the world around us that is not of God. And we just want to cling to his kingdom and his will and walk with him in the way that he has called us to walk. I think there's a lot of hope in it because there's not this expectation that we are going to arrive and be perfect. When we talked about the Beatitudes, the first Beatitude is blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And as we talked about that and kind of unpacked that a little bit, we realized really what Jesus is saying is not blessed are those who have memorized all the prayers or those who are absolutely perfect or those who have been devout for their whole lives or those who are already like God. He's saying blessed are the poor or needy in spirit, those who recognize they need him. And that's basically like some of us think there's some sort of requirement to approach God. And he's saying the only requirement is that you recognize that you need him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys have relationships with other people where you kind of always have to put your best foot forward. I'm sure we all have those people. And I'm sure we've all assumed that about God. And as you look closer to what Jesus teaches and to what he says about God and shows us about God, I think you'll realize that he doesn't want us to like pretend that we're better than we are. He literally says, don't be like those people that stand on the corner and pray loudly so that we seem better. I'm going to go back down the list really fast. Number one, glorify God. Number two, submit. Number three, ask for what you need. Number four, confession. Number five, protection. That is a safe relationship and a very honest and real conversation. So I just love the idea of us all kind of walking into something more genuine with God this year. And if you feel like I don't really know how to pray, like I know sometimes it can feel intimidating. If you really feel like I just don't know where to start, start here. Start with glorifying God, submitting, asking for provision, asking for forgiveness, and asking for protection. Um, I think that's a really beautiful way to just say, all right, I'm going to start off 2024, and I, Lord... I want to glorify you. I want to submit to your will. I want to ask that you provide and forgive and protect me as I walk through this life. Yeah. And, you know, if if you want to take some other steps in your prayer life, something that's been helpful to me is, um, like, you can go into Psalms or Proverbs. Um, I have a Tim Keller book about Psalms. He said in the intro to this book that he and his wife would go through the Psalms every year. And that was like part of their prayer 
life. Mm-hmm. He said it, it just grew in depth. And so if you don't know what to pray, you can always, always pray scripture. Do you have any examples, Anna, of like a scripture that you've prayed before that would be helpful? Um, One scripture I feel like I pray often... I feel like there's two that come to mind, and honestly, I don't even remember where one of them is from, but the prayer of I believe, but help my unbelief, which is the prayer of this father who's talking to Jesus, and I feel like that is my heart often is, I, I, my dad is a pastor, I grew up in a Christian home, and I know that I believe in Jesus, and I know that um, I am a Christian, but there are also times when I'm like, "Uh, but do I? And that's just like full honesty. Um, and so yeah. my prayer can sometimes be, Lord, I, I believe, but help the areas of my heart where there is non-belief and like mm-hmm. bring those into belief. Because I think, I don't know, I think it's it's okay to be in that space where you're like, I believe this, but I also have doubts. I don't think questioning and doubts are bad if we're bringing them to God um, and asking him to yep. help us believe. And then another one that's always just kind of been like a life verse for me or life chapter is Psalm 139, um, which I, we, I've read on here before, so you're just going to have to go look it up. But <laughs> um, that's, that is a psalm that in college brought a lot of comfort to me and since has just kind of been like something to pray through for me. What about you? I love that. Um, I've talked about this a lot, but I... I do just have a lot of anxiety. I've tended to worry a lot in my life. And so Matthew 6, 25 through 34 is all about Jesus is telling everyone, his people that he's preaching to, not to be anxious. And it's so soothing and it's so beautiful. And I definitely pray that a lot. When I was studying this, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 with the senior Bible study last semester, um, when we finished studying the section on prayer, I said, I kind of like jotted this down in my notebook. It says, how do we pray? God focused, surrender focused, humility focused, forgiveness focused, not trying, but training. (laughs) so just remember that we're not like trying to be perfect for God, but we're training to know him better, be more like him. And it's just a work in progress. I mean, I like that we started the episode by talking about how we accomplished some, but not all of our goals, because that is reality. We do our best and it's not always going to be 100% success, but it's successful if Like you said, we internalize these things or we we begin to make habits out of coming to God, honestly. And I think that it's um, cool to do it also in a community together. So this is something that you girls can definitely bring up and talk about in your Bible studies. One thing that we do at the end of our Bible study, I'll tell the girls, whoever's sitting like to your right text them during the week and ask them how you can pray for them. You can do that in Bible study, or you can just do that with any of your friends. Just if you're sitting there having a quiet time, or if you're just thinking about somebody, text them and ask them how you can pray for them and really do it. And I think that God will show you that that matters to him and he'll honor that. 
That's a great idea. And it matters to each other. Like, it's a good way to show up for each yeah. other and be be, act, be a caring friend to the people that you love. I love it. Well, that is all we have for y'all today on prayer. We hope that we hope you make prayer one of your goals for the year or one of your New Year's resolutions to become a more prayerful person. But next week, we are going to be starting a study on the book of James. It's a small book in the back of the Bible. It's only five chapters long. And so if you want, you could go ahead and read the whole thing. It would probably take you... Yeah. 20 minutes but um we're excited about that we're excited to dig into james and we will see you next week bye see ya